You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> So another revelation happens to be a merch store that is the official merch store from AMC. That it is. is it's the Gaystradamus situation, like we mentioned in the intro. It's, it's selling stuff. We have put things into the ether. We have demanded merch, and someone has obliged, finally. And I want to shout out Lila for giving us an additional heads up and getting to the inbox to be like, hey guys, have you seen the merch? And can you say what you think of it? So let's start out with, wow, a right. mug. Um, right. It's about damn time. <laughs> I mean, very yes. It's about damn time. Thank you. So let's take a gander at what we have here. We have 19 items to choose from. And of those items, we have a Killing Eve Sorry Baby adult short sleeve t-shirt. We have a Killing Eve fan print tough phone case. A Killing Eve... Think about you. Think about you. Is that That's, what does it say? Yeah, it says think about the you. The grammar felt wrong. Like it should be I think, think about, about you. you. Right, right. I think about you all the time. Right. Let's look at the print. And on the print it says, I think about you. I think about you all the time. Mm. I just want someone to play with. <laughs> I think about you all the time. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's the double entendre of I just want it, someone to play It's a Sherpa with. blanket. This is cute. We also have a Killing Eve dinner with you cup, 17 ounce pint glass. And it says, I just want to have dinner with you fantastic yes another killing you phone case this one has the think about you print then we have two killing you fan print throw pillow and i guess that's what that is it's a fan yes. print that was on the phone case looks cute we got a ooh. now you know oh, i love a good, a good right. coffee mug right i love me some espressos so there's a gold and it looks it's luxury gold it's a gold metallic. metallic mug yes that says killing you there is a premium tote with the think I about think you about pattern, there is another Sherpa blanket with the fan print pattern. It doesn't say yes. anything though, right? It's just the fan print. Just the fan print. Okay. We have some more pillows. This one with the think about you pattern. There's a cutting board. I want the recipe for <laughs> okay, the shepherd's you, pie. You fucking hoes. Watch me buy this All shit. All right. Watch me buy it. Mm. Watch me do it. You know what's funny about shepherd's pie is that like... I tried to make some. And it wasn't actually like of my own choice. It was HelloFresh. You know, they send you things. And oh, if you yeah, don't log the fuck in to be like, don't send me that, they send you whatever. Right. And I have to tell you, when I first opened the box and it said shepherd's pie, I cussed. Right. And maybe three languages. I said, <laughs> what is this? I was not pleased. But then I thought, okay, maybe this is a way for me to like get in touch with my inner assassin, my inner villanelle, my inner chaotic Eve. And so I did it. And it wasn't horrible. It was did, a lot of potatoes. Did you have the Worcester sauce? No. Oh, see? No. I don't even think I finished the, the pie. Uh, like, I did it. I ate pieces of it. I was like, this is like some sort of, I don't even know what this is. Like, you take mashed potatoes and then you put a layer and then you put right. other layers. It, it's like it's, a potato sandwich, but sort of it's soupy a weird pot and hot. Right. But it's not a pot pie. But right. it's the concept of a pot pie because it's a savory pie. Right. Which is With a lot outrageous. of potato. Right. It's outrageous. Versus like broth and meat. I want the cutting board. <laughs> There you have it, Lila. I've already decided the cutting board and the mug. Okay, we also have a another tote bag, and this the has the print? fan print. Exactly. Okay. We've got a sorry baby laser engraved rocks glass. Ooh, all right. Sorry, baby, I'm getting drunk. <laughs> we have a laser engraved stemless wine glass that says, I just want to have dinner with you. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> 
We also have a regular laser engraved wine glass. And it also says, I just want to have dinner with you. If you get a glass, get a pair so that you can... Yo, how the fuck you get one fucking glass? You have. Well, you who, are saw, we talking to ourselves? I just want to have dinner with you, self. Right, right. Well, remember, uh, Villanelle how eat anything and nothing matched. The mug Villanelle had right. didn't match what Eve anything. had. There was no <laughs> nothing matched. That's because Eve's household was a hot mess. Look at the clothes she had hanging in the kitchen. Lord. And when you ask yourself, why are clothes hanging in the kitchen? If you cook in the kitchen, well, you want well, your clean clothes to smell like kitchen? Well. Questions that? that need answers. Is that something Nico does? Do they do that in Poland? I need I answers. Don't, I don't what what is what is the answer? Okay, and there's four more items. One is a Killing Eve meetings have biscuits black well, mug. Why well, do you think they chose meetings have biscuits? That's because that is the episode where the bus scene happens. Oh, so instead of giving us the smooch or smell me Eve or what do I smell like smell to you? Because if I had a mug or an apron that said smell me well, Eve, I would wear it. You and... know what has me fucked up? And I don't know if this is if this is just the ball being dropped on the side of Killing Eve people and what they're doing or just like people who look for opportunities to merchandise to make money that not a single perfumer, not a single perfumer right, has, has tried to license Killing Eve. Not a single person was like, yo, send these hoes to my lab and I am going to come up with a concept with La Villanelle. We already know they had other perfumes on set to inspire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever. This is the time to make a scent. It's chemistry. It's something you could do. Like that shit would sell the fuck out. And you don't even have to do anything complicated to get a scent that people like. There are certain concepts like, you know, sandalwood, vanilla, tobacco, like certain things that you can just throw them together. You are right. The way people would buy a perfume that probably smelled like a stale lollipop. And I don't even know what that smells like. But people would buy it because it would say La Villanelle. They probably wouldn't wear it. They would buy it. Probably empty it out and put a new (laughs) perfume in there. But like, come on, man. I'd be like, Rihanna, I love you. Um, Could I by chance? Everybody knows that you you smell delicious. You smell amazing. Like we all know this. Smell it's good. it's a thing. We want to do a thing that smells good over here for our show. Right. E- right. right. So we could just right. put on our thing on your thing. So it could be like Killing Eve X Savage Fenty, like whatever it is. And then that way it Facts. could just be a thing that is available for people to buy so that they can smell beautiful and smell like I like feel pretty. Right, right, right. Oh, so pretty. It's like an easy thing to propose. Like, like I'm sure someone, I'm sure someone, someone asked. They did, right? Like, maybe. Eh, yeah, maybe. All Whew. right, well, these final three. The first thing is a Killing Eve meetings have biscuits, cookie jar. Mm. A Killing Eve, sorry, baby, black mug. And a Killing Eve meetings have biscuits, apron. Now, I do like the cookie jar. I do too, yeah. But I also have a cookie jar with a dead man's head. The cookie jar is the dead man's head, and there is a shank. Right through the eye. Right through the eye. Right through the eye. And I just feel like it fits the decor. You know, it fits my misandrist decor, and I love it. And so maybe there's room in my life for another cookie jar, but I have to contemplate. I definitely want the cutting board because I'm that corny. And I could see myself chopping up vegetables and having a gay old time for years. I want the mug. Right. I can see the gold mug in your possession. Absolutely. I collect mugs uh, at this point. The sorry baby, that's a maybe. That's a maybe. And if a bitch didn't already laser engrave. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's the if thing. If I didn't already have those things to do those things and then did those things, as you all know, to be like, oh, I could just let me do it. Yeah. And well, I did it. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure about the glasses because I have a lot of glasses and I have already laser engraved. So maybe not, but definitely the, the gold mug, definitely the cutting board. And maybe I'm lying if I say a phone case, y'all. And when people get phone cases, I'm just like, who does that? And maybe it's people who don't drop their phones the way I do because the way I need to make sure that the case on my phone 
right. is it's actually like, shock absorbent. Right. right. I need. You know how many times I drop right. my phones? Like, I mean, look at my screen protector right now. It's doing its job because it is. It's cracked the fuck up. No, it's it protecting right. the phone. Right. Anyways, I believe that's all for the merch, isn't it? But the fact that it exists is a step in the right direction. We'd love to see more. Y'all finally did it because it's not even at heart. Like, there's so many people <laughs> who make these <laughs> items that you guys just upload the graphics and we will buy. So thank you, BBC. Oh, shit. I take it back. I got to take it back. I said the BBC got its life together. This is the AMC shop. That's the AMC shop. Right. So BBC, fix yourself. It would be nice if they did. Jodie Comer's from the UK. All right. She's from Britain. I really need you guys to figure this the fuck out. Let me check the BBC store real quick just to make sure it's not there. Oh, I guess the intern works at AMC versus the BBC. Oh, there's more DVDs than we saw last time. But yeah, there's nothing But do they have deleted moments? I feel like So do they not want like the Brits? Over there to buy some fucking shit. Oh, they're like, they could pay the custom. <laughs> That's rude. It is rude. I agree with you. I am with you at but the rudeness. Again, it's like, but they don't treat all their properties the same, especially their juggernauts. It's like they but know maybe when they want to. It also has to do with who they share ownership with. Because why is it on AMC? Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe AMC and the contract is like, we do the merch. And maybe we should save all of our energy for AMC. Maybe they're the ones falling. Interesting. Falling off. This is. Because I just, we see the BBC have motherfucking shorts for BBC Earth. Right. So how do you not have a piece of short for Killing Eve and just say, sorry, baby? You know, it's, it's basic. It's grifting on capitalism. Like motherfuckers who say they want to privatize the moon. In real talk, I'm a fight whoever tries to privatize the moon. And I feel like I'm going to do it on behalf of the earth, like before, of nature, and my ancestors. Because right. if you want to privatize the moon, not while I'm first, alive. First buy the Verrazano. Like, and then after you finish buying The that, Verrazano Bridge? Right. <laughs> buy that first. <laughs> Wait, what? The Verrazano. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to be using that, but just buy Billy it. Billy from buy the that. other side of the bridge. Right. The Verrazano right. Bridge. Right, right. You got Lord. people Googling right now, what is the Verrazano <laughs> Bridge? It is one of many bridges in the New York City area, and it connects New York City and the boroughs of Staten Island and Brooklyn. That's what it does. <laughs> Yep, that's that's right. That's really all. Which is why if we ever have a really bad earthquake or some shit, we're done. Yep. Like, I already know New York City's done. Like, I'm going to be sinking into the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah. So next up in Revelations is the revelation that Sandra O oh really was amongst some flowers. They were there. Now, are they fake flowers? Are they real flowers? That remains to be seen. But set photos have appeared from presumably the shoot that Sandra O oh and Jody participated in. At this point, I'm still going with on separate days because right. nothing has shown up with the two of them in the fucking frame. But it looks like I was correct. It looks like someone set up a massive, beautiful thing. Some kind of altar fucking shit. Like, you know, the kind of chair you set up for a baby shower. But then you just yes. go, you go beyond. You do go beyond, yes. If you were like an elf, but also a mermaid and you loved foliage. And so that's what we see. Sandra O was amongst a huge, big thing and a bunch of candles. And there was some other dude in another picture. I don't know who that is. But we see Sandra. And so I'm like, okay, Terrence, the flowers are real. It's like if the candles weren't there, it would be like one I of those it. random pregnancy posts. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking it's of a when. Girl. No. Right. Like I remember seeing like a Beyonce just randomly just appear with like a photo and it's a belly and there's flowers and, and things. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, oh. Oh, you mean like fertility and like yes, nature? I right, see. Yeah. I see. 
that's accurate, actually. Do you feel like it's giving you any Garden of Eden vibes? Now, if they, I was about to say, if our ladies were naked, but we would need women doing the BTS and no dudes there if they Facts. wanted to do some. I'm holding an apple. Like, the pictures are now definitely coming together in my mind, and they seem amazing. Like, some sort of, like, birth of Venus out of a shell. Like, like just things. 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 Beautiful, sapphic things. Beautiful, sapphic things. And in the BTS photo we see of Sandra, she's holding what looks to be... A red, a crimson shade of violet mixed with maroon type of rose, which I mentioned because when we discuss the photo and video clip, we are eventually graced with with Villanelle and Eve. Villanelle's holding a flower too, but it's not purple. Right. It's or not. maroon or red. Or crimson. It's, it's black. It's black. It's fucking black. And y'all already know I'm going to be on my color theory bullshit when it comes to talking about these colors. Because why? Why were these choices made? They're deliberate and they're specific. And why did they choose to darken these flower photos? Because now that I can see everything in the light. Effects. No, no. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yes, that's how they did it. Yeah. But I'm wondering as to why that was the choice. Well, here's something you also have to remember when you're dealing with cameras is that the kind of camera that probably took the photo we're looking at is probably a cell phone camera or something that is not, you know, dealing with apertures and f-stops in a way that a digital SLR was. And so if you have a digital SLR looking at that scene, depending on the lens you have on it, what f-stop you're at what the ISO is, it won't look like what your naked eye sees. Right. And that some people would say is a difference between like a production shot, cinematography, and just taking a picture. And so it is very likely that whatever they were seeing on the camera, maybe they were using something. You know what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was going to say Hasselblad, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that they use that camera. Are you familiar with how much they cost? Why am I thinking in the three grand range and I'm hoping? Oh, they, depending on the model, we're talking about like 40, no, 50 Ooh. grand. 50 grand, 200, 150, 200. It depends. Wow. It depends. High-res photos. And so I, it's possible that this was shot in Hasselblad, but the idea being that you have so many fucking pixels to work with that really what you can change about a photo is up to your limitations. And so what we see for Sandra O, it doesn't even matter because you could change everything about that photo once you take that picture, which they obviously did. Yeah. Because the lighting certainly is not dramatic in these photos we see, but it's interesting. So I like that we got confirmation that the flowers are real because you were speculating that... The ones that were blurry were not, but it just seems like it was depth of field. Yes. Well, kudos to whomever set up the design for that photo shoot. Maybe that was the guy that was sitting in that chair. Maybe they have was his team. Right. But the flower theme clearly is not going to be abandoned anytime soon. So I think we might get additional posters like you were theorizing about, but within the same aesthetic vein that we've been getting and not something new. Right. So maybe it would be like the top four, but then will they be holding flowers or is it just going to be sticking to Villanelle and Eve's character and not all four? But I still do feel like, yes, there will be more posterized things that will be coming out and they're just holding it. I don't know why they're holding it. We're we're so close, you know. We're being edged by uh, BBC America, right? I'm close to the edge. I just feel like more is gonna like come. Aside from this uh, flower setup, there was also the photos that. Well, these were actually really. If I must say, these were very like sexy photos that came out of Villanelle and Eve Palastra doing like they're like turtleneck. They're like headshots, but but not because there's they like are this not headshots. They're headshots if you red, right? Steve Jobs. There's red into the blonde. There's red into the blick. I like what the red is doing. I do like what it's doing. But they are definitely giving Elizabeth Holmes with this photo. Uh, 
it's like they're they're going to they're the giving government. Elizabeth. They're asking for grants and they're speaking low. And they're not blanking. They're yeah. scamming. They're they, they have <laughs> they're convincing people with they have, their language. They no, have I, machines in every sure uh, Walgreens and uh, Dwayne Reed. I don't know. Does it give you anything? I mean, they're I'll tell you what. Gorgeous it photos. Give me, but... it, it doesn't give me. Are you my Uber driver? Like the other photos did. With well, that's the two. because they have an actual expression on their face. Well, it, 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 so. it's, it's helpful. Which is why I have to assume that the. That's why I say, what was the photo person telling them? What was the the goal of that first photo? Was it to be as emotionless as possible? Because if it was, y'all accomplished that. Because we obviously have seen from additional photos that someone was like, "You have a secret, <laughs> right, or something, right, right? Like say a thing. I don't know. You're daring, but you have a secret. Show me that. Show me your." Cat-like features. You're accessible, but withdrawn. <laughs> oh, and aside from these turtleneck photos with the red and the lighting, we also see Eve and Villanelle. Now, this time it's Eve in a bomber. This is my first time seeing I'm Eve like, in a bomber. Is even a bomber jacket? Well, I mean, it's like it's a like, fashionable bomber no, jacket. Well, yeah. Because bomber jackets are supposed to have some form of utility. And what that Eve is, is wearing, the right. only utility is in the pocket. Yeah. But what stands out about it for me is the fact that it is a slim jacket. It's not some gigantic Right. It's not a part. Right. It looks like she could wear it in the summertime, but it's potentially something her character wears because the other photo of Villanelle is in three piece suit mm-hmm. without the jacket on. And so is this from that episode of couples therapy? Mm-hmm. Eve is definitely not wearing what she not. was wearing in couples therapy, but right. I would imagine this outfit shows itself somewhere. I would agree. Same episode or future episode. Maybe this is supposed to showcase some of Eve's glow up or Eve's increased skill set. Maybe huh? only because I. I'm used to only seeing Villanelle and Bombers in general. So, like, maybe the this bar is... is in hell for Eve's fashion. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like, you were saying Eve has changed and grown because she's wearing a bomber jacket. Well, I'm sure she's also wearing track shorts, and we don't know how she got them track shorts, how she can afford true. anything this when she should be homeless. Again. Right. So, <laughs> someone needs to explain it to me. No. Because <laughs> how is she paying bills? Hmm. You had posed this question before, but perhaps it is more relevant now that we've seen the Hunter Boot confirmed in the swamp marshland scene. Do you think that the lingerie? makes an appearance um are we back on that where we're like hey maybe a character wears it and if you do think it makes an appearance who boat um, or when i say both i mean even villanelle so let me just put all the women on the table carolyn eve villanelle lady in red for dame <laughs> right i know assassin <laughs> all of them right they're all involved um, maybe they each wear a pair i don't know maybe that's why there's seven i have no hmm. idea if there were anyone to wear the thing maybe it's the one that got thrown in the water and i don't know who that is oh my god but i don't know who that I is i said it was the lady in red but but okay so maybe. well you had no you thought i was wild when i said the lady in red and i said that her harem got sick of the shit they got oh, sick no, of right villanelle or eve taking them out one by one and they threw that bitch in the water maybe so we are overthrowing uh, you no it's true <laughs> Like maybe, <laughs> well, for musing reasons, I'll say maybe gun with two ends. Maybe she, if any of them, will be wearing the lingerie. Uh, okay, as long as she's doing it to entice uh, uh, Eve, mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm, mad about mm-hmm, it. I'm mm-hmm, not mad about it. Mm-hmm. And if she does successfully entice Eve with that lingerie, Villanelle is certainly murking her without a doubt. And I will enjoy it. I will enjoy it because Eve is not gonna love that bitch. And the only people that Villanelle will think twice about murdering is people that she knows Eve actually loves. Loves, and that was Nico. And, you know, love, really, <laughs> care about. Right. Or actually thought she cared about. True. But, you know, I just don't feel like Eve had as much empathy for Nico as she claimed she did. Because her actions said otherwise. They sure did. So also in Revelations, this schedule that Killing Eve seems to have printed out. which Printed starts, out, they posted well, it. Hey, yes. Print. They, this is 2022. That they posted 
which seems like it starts on the Valentine's weekend. It literally was Valentine's weekend, yeah. And, yes, it says, this is how you catch it before Series 4. And it basically has a countdown with episodes each two day. Episodes two episodes day. To get everyone all caught up just 26th. in time for the debut. Or, for those behind schedule, do three a day or four. Like, do what you want. This is a loose guideline, I would say. It's provided by Killing Eve and good for them for trying to engage with the fucking fans and be like, rewatch the show, guys. Live tweet. But yeah. Is everyone rewatching? Has everyone rewatched series three, series two, series one? How have you ingested it? Have you marathoned it? Have you picked your poison? Pick and choose your plucking your berries of what episode you want to watch, or did you just watch it all the way through? Get at us in the inbox and let us know because we're curious. Wait, what if that's the motivation for these facial expressions? What? Like, what if these facial Terrence. expressions for this photo is? No. What do you mean no. you're not all caught up? No. And then they're both just doing that. Delete. There's no way. There's no way. They say, Sandra and Jody, come in when you have time to do the shoot. Okay, I, I want you, you to channel. It. Right. <laughs> I need you to channel a face for our calendar that we're just going to post online. Ain't no way. <sighs> I tried to make the picture. Make, I don't know how to sell this photo. Like I, <laughs> I would actually say that, you know, Killing Eve has underestimated the fandom. Two episodes a day. Like, when you fill in it, you fill in it. Two episodes. Like, you're like, give me three. Give me four. Give me seven. Whole thing? <laughs> but right. really, you can just like think... start at the early day and then literally get through the whole season. Like... They're like, consume the series, but we don't want to promote binging, so be sure to take water breaks. Maybe they're like, be sensible. I don't know. I just, I'm like, who watches shows two episodes at a time? I don't know where anyone does that at. I... Like, you watch the show till you're fucking done. Yes. Till you're tired, you gotta do something else, you're sick of it, whatever. You don't go, two, let me just get two real quick. <laughs> Netflix, let me hold two of them episodes and I'll see you later. Hulu, if I could just hold two of those episodes. No! You hold as many episodes as you can handle until you're done. Alright, and so I think the last article here for a Revelation, before we head into musings and these goddamn episode titles, was something that was brought to my attention actually, like a month ago. And I think once this stuff came out, other photos and videos and things. And also this article pissed me off that I was too distracted to bring it up and go on my rant directed specifically at a one Nick Austin of QueerQ, QueerQ.com. All right, so this article at the Queer Q was published on January 26, 2022 by Nick Austin, and it says, Here at the Queer Q, we ask the hard-hitting questions about film and television that we all collectively love. One such piece of pop culture is the long-running spy drama Killing Eve starring Sandra Oh and breakout star Jodie Comer. Over the course of three seasons, we've watched as bored MI5 security officer Eve Palastri became obsessed with tracking down hired assassin Villanelle. She upends her entire life to become an actual spy, losing or finding, depending on what side of the coin we want to debate, herself and her whole life in pursuit of a woman she can't let herself go of. As the final season is set to premiere in less than a month, we have to wonder what's in store for these two star-crossed spies. And one of those questions is whether Eve needs to die to create a fulfilling finale of a TV series. But we'd also be remiss as a queer publication to also question whether or not it's necessary for Eve and Villanelle to get a bit more romantic. And I... Remiss and this out. is anti-sapphic. Remiss. We need to ask questions? Okay. But what if they don't smash? Like, like, why is this already an article? Like, this is... And there's more. There's four more little paragraphs. Oof. Continues. Over three seasons, Eve and Villanelle have each tried to kill one another, proposed running away together, and have worked together intimately to get answers to the big plot points of each season. The two have shared a bed together, however, that ended with Eve leaving a rather large knife in Villanelle's torso. Should their relationship 
relationship culminate into something less gruesome and more romantic? The intimacy is there, but the two have never once fully embraced their relationship. They've kissed, but the moment was lacking the type of romantic aura that romance fans desire. Says who? <laughs> Sorry. Should uh, they go all the way and sleep together, Terrence Blastry? Uh, who is... I, I feel like... Someone wants to watch the world burn. That's what this is. That's what this is. Right. I'm sure you have more to say. Like, let she's me... a Capulet and she's a Montague. No, like... it's it's not even that sensical. He's just like, but do the gays really need to have sex? I mean, do they really? Anyway, it continues. So remember, he ended the sentence, should they go all the way and sleep together? And in the next paragraph, he says, it's not necessary. In a move that could be exploitative. Even Villanelle sleeping together wouldn't fit with the true purpose of killing Eve. Um, um, so who are you? Why do you think that you know the true purpose of the you, show? You are not Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Right. And like, the only dude I might think has a true purpose of killing Eve wouldn't even be, be Luke Jennings. Right. right? It, would somebody, it would be Damon Thomas. Right. The person with <laughs> the, the executive producer credit, that person. But even before yes. he had the credit, he had no. a better idea. He was probably yeah. the best equipped. Because he was around when uh, people on the bridge said every like, moment of, of this here. show exists to bring Villanelle and Eve together. And so you can't say things like that and then go, it's not necessary. Like, no. You can if you're not oh, in right. the waves of the vibes. Right, if you lost in the sauce. No, there are people right. who did not know that the bug sex was bug sex. They thought it was a meditation session. So we have to make concessions for the other perspectives out there. The het perspective. So Eve meditated on Hugo is what I'm hearing. You heard it from the heads yourself uh, well, all yeah. those years ago. Yeah. I'm simply saying that this Nick Austin from Queer Q, he doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, where was I? Something about the true purpose of killing Eve. Oh, right. Eve and Villanelle sleeping together wouldn't fit with the true purpose of killing Eve, regardless of what seems like a romance between the two spies. <laughs> Ever since the beginning of killing Eve, the obsession with Villanelle was never to culminate in a loving relationship. So people only have sex when they love each other. It's fucking uh, only happens when there's love. Is that it? That's that what queers only fuck saying. when they're in love. Is that right? Excuse me. It's, someone's it, never been to a bathhouse. I was about to say, someone doesn't know that many queers. Someone really doesn't know that many queers. It was an obsession that Eve wanted to become Villanelle. Why? What? This is worse than mother-daughter. <laughs> but it is worse than mother-daughter. Why is she it always to... the queer dudes that, that set us up for this? Remember that fucking weird article that people was trying to drag Sandra because oh, they were right? taking words out of context? That was a queer that article. Was, and it was that a dude. Was, that was... And now we have another dude for a queer periodical like, you know what I think, girls? Let me mansplain. Let me mansplain to you why these two sapphic ladies do not need to have sex. In fact, let me explain to you from my dude perspective about why it would be exploitative. In fact, let me tell you why it's unnecessary. Because don't you know that Eve wanted to be Villanelle? That was the whole point of her obsession. Not that she wanted to be railed by Villanelle. Not that she wanted to be pounded into the mattress by Villanelle. I'm skimming this article and I'm getting more and more incensed. But I'm going to wait. Yeah, I'll finish it. Yes, Eve wanted to become Villanelle. That's not a major revelation. <laughs> well, it's really depends it, who you're talking to. Right. We've seen bored protagonists upend their lives to be like someone else. Eve may be attracted to Villanelle, but she's never been attracted to the woman who is, but what? Oh, uh, uh, sorry, I got to read this again. But she's never been attracted to who the woman is, but what she is. Total help me saying. What does that mean? She's never been attracted to who the woman is, but, but what, what she, she is, is is the what a woman and is the who a woman. I'm just trying to figure out how nouns work. Help me. That's why I said total help me say. <laughs> total help me say. Because I am confusion. I am lost in the sauce. What is Villanelle? I feel like... Versus who is Villanelle? I feel like we're watching different shows. This is... This is the male gaze. 
Oh, well, that's unfortunate because... Yeah, I abandoned the male gaze. But how when... else, what else is there to be said? There are a last the guy reaches all through this article. And they're basically saying, we've seen this. It's like they're, they're saying that this is reductive, ultimately. And it's not because they can't see it for what it is. Just think about every fucking queer movie that exists for women for the most part. There's always some fucking, like there has to be some massive buildup, some massive dramatic tension, a lot of stares and longing before you get to what is usually the one and only sex scene. And depending on the film, maybe there's two. Maybe there's two and a half. But it's like, how dare you? When queer women have been so undersexed visually, I mean in media, mm -hmm. unless it is to the exploitative benefit of men, like we just saw with that Pam and Tommy thing. Right. So what? I'm annoyed. And I skimmed this already and it seems I... No. I no, blocked it. No, right. And now I'm re-upset. Right. Because I'm scanning... Right. I'm scanning ahead too and I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? Like, I just don't understand you? this. And it's so counter reality because right. all you have to do is take one of the many letters that exist throughout the centuries from all types of hosts literally detailing their sapphic romances and the lust and the desire and the ability for multiple granted to us by Lilith herself. So I'm trying to understand what the fuck this is. Where this dude fucking comes from thinking he has anything to say about what Villanelle and Eve need to do. Furthermore, he's instructing a word professor and this motherfucker look like Raymond. I'm rude, but also I'm not lying. He looks like Raymond. He looks like a Raymond doppelganger. He looks like if, if you ordered Raymond on Wish. Oh no. Oh no. I'm being shady because this this article is shady, and I actually would say all it's, this to this motherfucking face. Like this no, is not right. this is not the thing you publish. Like this, this is, is what you decide to publish. This is not queer affirming. But also, was there not a single non man at the queer queue? Well, there wasn't a single non dude at the queer queue. We have Sally Wooder Gentle. We always people as a woman led show. Look at this creativity. Look at what's different about Killing Eve because we have women at the fucking hell. And he said, I am the best person to write about whether or not these two women characters in Killing Eve should fucking bang. Whether or not it's exploitative. Without analyzing my own male gaze and why I naturally probably more innately think that women are being exploited when they're actually being shown to have sexual gratification that is just unto themselves. It's not about the man. It's about the character. Anyways. I mean, it, it would serve the show to have someone write about it that sees themselves in it or at least in some of the content. Because if you don't, you get an article that goes, what was the point? Which is what this is reading as. So if you are writing saying that you no, don't get it, this person is against Manifesta Smash. Yeah, that's it's They're not it's it. not queer affirming. They said yeah, manifest the friendship. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just <laughs> they said manifest the single white female because she said she wants to be her. Oh right, they said manifest the fatal attraction. Yeah, no. Delete. Where was I in this damn? There's only like two paragraphs um, left, but I keep stopping myself. Something about who she is and what she is. Right. She's never been attracted to who the woman is, but what she is. Although their relationship is queer, it would betray the purpose of the show to put Eve and Villanelle into a relationship where they ride off into the sunset as romantic heroes. So then, what is there to make of our two heroines? What kind of sentence? It's so he's not... saying, although they're queer, it would betray the purpose of the show to put Eve into a relationship where they ride off into the sunset. Why can't they ride off into the sunset? Like bad hoes who are about to do bad things together, but then also have a little quickie, perhaps. Because if they ride why, off, why? Because if they ride off into the sunset, then it's no longer a cautionary tale for women. Oh, the patriarchy doesn't get to say, now, now, women, right. we don't kill. Now, right. now, we have to have manners. Now, now. Didn't I say last episode, I'm not trying to be taught any damn lessons. We did cover that. We if did. I want to fucking learn a lesson, maybe I'll watch BBC Earth. Right. Teach me about or, the animals. Or a PBS right? special. Right. 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 
I'll watch fucking what's that channel that has all the medical stuff? I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but I know what you mean. Oh, it's TLC, the Learning Channel. The Learning, right? They the always have some wild channel. stuff about bodies and things like pregnancy, which is really just a horror show. When they show you what happens in pregnancy, I gave birth and I'm blind. American Horror Story. When my teeth is falling out, <laughs> right? Like Lord. Yo, when they said a bitch teeth could fall out, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Not baby stealing your soul. <laughs> God, where was I? New paragraph. Oh yeah, he ended it with. So then what is there to make about two heroines? At the end of season three and the start of season four, Villanelle is trying to leave the life of being an assassin behind. She starts off living in a church, trying to get closer to God. It'll make for funny moments between her and some nuns. So is this confirmation of nuns? Nuns? Fleur! Uh, uh, Fleur told me it was the Church of England and I would see no nuns. But right. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter, right? Like... <laughs> Wait, what if May is a nun? Where's her little thingy? I don't think she's a nun. Well, it is the Church of England. But maybe, I don't know, man. It's fiction. I have no answers. This is the journalist. Okay, so we'll wait, right? So, right. But potentially, this journalist is full of shit here because they've been full of shit for the entire fucking article. No, so. yes. Right. Funny moments between her and some nuns, but with Eve still trying to get to the bottom of the evil crime syndicate that is behind Villanelle, we don't expect the new nun to stay in the habit for long. But unfortunately, that's what Villanelle wants more than anything, to stop being an assassin. She wants to be good. Wants to have a family and live a life without bloodshed. Who said all that? Just, where, did, where did those lines? Who <laughs> said all that? When did when did Jody utter a line that I, indicated any of this? No, nary, well, just, nary a line was, was uttered. It, was it after the scene in the bridge where they held hands, like that other article said, when they held hands <laughs> on Earth Seven Twenty Two? Right, because it wasn't our where Earth. That's what Villeneuve is doing on that Earth. Okay, where am I? Without bloodshed. Okay. The only problem is that the closer Villanelle gets to being good, Eve pulls her back in because of their diametrically opposed desires. On the flip side, Eve wants nothing more than to be like Villanelle, and she'll sacrifice and do anything to achieve her goal. What? 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 <sighs> what does this pose for Sandra O's intrepid spy? She has to die, like the title suggests. Eve must be killed because of her desires and how she impedes Villanelle's quest for goodness. So are you reading Wait, Eve? Uh, Wait, so you're reading Eve Palastri as the temptress to Villanelle to thwart her. Eve is the Jezebel. I don't so, know when she became the femme fatale. So, and I guess I would argue that she has been the femme fatale this whole time, just is, like in disguise, but still. But they're writing it as if Villanelle's on the journey that like... Villanelle's queer already found God. Right. Villanelle's already found God. Villanelle's evidently. queer converted, and Eve's trying to uh, pull her back into the darkness. Wait, what, so you say Villanelle went to conversion camp? That's and... what the article's <laughs> telling me. Villanelle's trying to be good and not queer. And a queer relationship with Villanelle is bad, according to the person who wrote this article. Wow. That's why Eve needs to die, because he's going to make Villanelle do bad things. All right. So he said that Eve must be killed because of her desires and how she impedes Villanelle's quest for goodness. With Eve flying too close to the sun in being a dangerous spy, she opens herself up to becoming a major target with a death wish. Not only that, but if Villanelle is to have any peace, then sadly she'll have to dispatch Eve to the great spy world in the sky to achieve her wish. So not Where... only... No, no. Let me get... Okay, 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 okay. Okay. And then we can scream. It finishes. We're not sure what will happen during Killing Eve's final season, but we have that theory in our own wishes. But one thing is for certain, we cannot wait to see where this beloved show will go and what will become of the twisted relationship between Eve and Villanelle. Uh, this article was rude. Retire. <laughs> it was rude. This article it was, on called was for. rude. It and, was out of touch. And not only did he it was say... Bad. 
that Eve Palastri needs to die because she's wicked and Villanelle's oh, on a Villanelle quest to be good. Has but Villanelle has killed unknown persons. Right. But she can be redeemed. In fact, she's trying but to be wait, good right now. Right. So it would be good if Villanelle how many bodies killed Eve, got? Eve. But how many bodies does Eve have? Not enough. She doesn't even have a handful. Right. She doesn't even enough. have a gaggle of bodies. Right. Villanelle could fill Noah's Ark it's true. with her bodies. But she needs to have peace. But she Not in the boudoir. But she can't be good until Eve Palashri is dead. And according to this author, apparently, apparently. Villanelle has to kill Eve Why to be <laughs> good. That's what the article writer no, said. I, he did say that. And none of it makes any fucking sense. Especially when Villanelle's whole impetus to be good, air quotes, is because of Eve Palastri. How does Villanelle decide that she wants to stop killing or be an assassin without Eve's intervention? If Eve Palastri does not enter her world, Villanelle is still off doing whatever, spending her money mm -hmm. on fancy weapons and couture, mm -hmm. fucking whoever the fuck she walks by and smells nice, and buying all the perfumes. I don't, like, where does this how, I, I can't how? make this make sense. No one can. I don't know what your queer media looks like. I don't know if you're into queer happy endings, queer sad endings. I don't know what your what, what rocks your boat is excellent storytelling. I, I don't know these things. Like, there are so few honest to Lilith, good queer representative stories, especially where women are concerned that aren't completely tragic and bury your gaze. So imagine taking the position that not only should these hoes not fuck, but one of them has to die. We have to bury one of the gays because, well, she's bad. Really? You don't see a problem with that perspective, Nick? Anyway, I need to let this go because I'm just getting more and more upset. Where's the ganj? Because I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm wondering if this will start the rise of defund those who don't see themselves center in certain media because they will just thumb it down because they don't get it. People who don't see themselves in the media, if it's indigenous to a certain group, if the gaze, if the person reviewing is not indigenous to the gaze of the project, of the artwork, of the media, then they're going to just say, I don't get it in fluff words, which is ultimately what this all was. Eve is trying to become Villanelle, so Villanelle needs to be good. But if Villanelle needs to be good and Eve's trying to become Villanelle, then why wouldn't Eve be good? I just, like, I, I need people to examine themselves. I need to, <laughs> I need them to examine why they think what they think and why they say what they say. Because the way people consistently will try to rationalize, oh, we can't have this love scene. We can't have this expression of intimacy. We can't do these things with two non-men because it'll be exploitive. And it's like, well, the male gaze doesn't exist if the male isn't there. At what Thank point, you. and I, you know, I've, I've ranted about this before. At what point do women, non-men, get to take full fucking agency of what they're making? They get to decide what is exploitative and what's not. And if you want to shoot something well. that's as direct, or some might say vulgar, as some of the many, many provocative het fucking uh, films out there. I mean... Why can't we do that? that right. They what? could take their pick at those, but for some reason, it's not getting the same energy. Oh, so but let's, I look, just would but like let's to... look at the history. Let's name some of these films, shall we? Let's talk about it. Say, a film like Nymphomaniac. Ooh. I don't know if you're familiar. You're familiar. Oh, no. Yes. There, there are things that are shown in that. Yes. There's a lot of things shown. Yes. I'm trying to think of films with het propaganda, heterosexual couplings that people would consider provocative in nature, you know, beyond the status quo. So Nymphomaniac definitely qualifies. Fucking tough fucking film to watch because of all the head propaganda, but it, this is, you saw it, you know. Or another good example would be Itumama Tambien. It's an older film, but there's some sensual throuples goings on. I don't know if you've seen the film, but perhaps some of you listeners may have watched it. Henry and June is another one. Uma Thurman, based on the tellings of a one Henry Miller 
and Anais Nin and June and the romantic affair that the three of them sort of have creatively, sexually, sensually, oh. and otherwise. I'm like, why did all these threesomes just pop into my mind? Maybe it's because that's what heads do a lot of times when they're provocative. They're like, add another. Because the dreamers just came into my mind. Have you seen the dreamers? It was like Eva Green's first, like, no. like really put him on the map. French film with Michael Pitt. And it's, you know, it's got vibes because it's like, oh, brother and sister is giving Jamie and Cersei vibes in some of these moments. But it's like another, oh, there's three of them and something's going on that is sexual and emotional and something or other. Eyes wide shut. Last Lord. movie Nicole did with Tom before the divorce, and I'm sure that film did not help. That is extremely sexually provocative. The piano, dun, 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 naked hoes, but in masks. <laughs> Lord, what was that? What was that press cycle? What was that? <laughs> Different because Stanley Kubrick died, and so he wasn't there to give all the stuff. And people had a lot of questions. And will we ever hear all the stories? Probably not, but I would love to. But that's my point, that there are... Oh, did I say Boogie Nights already? I was going to say Boogie you Nights. You didn't, but yeah. You've seen Boogie Nights, right? Another yes. film from the 90s. Julianne Moore, early into her career of recognition. Heather Graham, she's in there. Willem Dafoe, he's in there. And it's sexually provocative. There's a whole fake penis that people thought was a real penis, but then they confirm it's fake when he's in the mirror talking to himself. And so if we have all these het fucking films where it's not about, oh my God, are they having sex? Oh my God, is it exploitative? In Blue Velvet, when she's like, hit me, and he slaps her across the face. Should we debate the ethics, whether or not these two heterosexuals should have had the sex? <laughs> no. Or do people talk about the artistic merit of the characterizations? Do people talk about the way the director expressed this expression of love or sensuality? <laughs> Did you ever see Gaspar Knows Love? No. With, um, what's that actor? He used to be with Zoe Kravitz. What's his bleeding name? It's gone. I don't know. But Love is another film shot by Gaspar that is very explicit. There's nudity, here is sex implied, and we are trying to shoot in some realistic fashion, as many people do that approach. So if we can name all these films, which I promise I can find, whether or not we're talking about motherfucking Blue Velvet or the poorly, horribly, Aged last tango in fucking Paris because an actual motherfucking sexual goddamn assault happens in that film. FY Izzy, for anyone who's not familiar, I spit, poo, I spit on Brando's name. Oh! I just, I, I won't go off on that horrible tangent, but... You know, if anyone's curious about what I mean about Last Tango in Paris. Yeah, I would just encourage anyone to do a Google, look up the main actress there. Maria Schneider, may she rest in peace. And what unfortunate things she had to put up with, with Brando. Oh, and no. so, well, it's one of those films until years later where truths would come out about how it was shot that people were like, oh, look at this sexually provocative film. Let's analyze, let's talk about, let's talk about what happens here. I brought up Last Tango in Paris, same as Blue Velvet, same as I would bring up Basic Instinct or any fucking movie, Wild Things, where someone is like, I'm making a neo-noir. I'm doing a sexually provocative fucking film. I'm doing an erotic thriller. And who doesn't love a good erotic thriller? That's a genre that I wish people would explore more. But why do we have to save the additional fucking scrutiny for the queer couples? And even if we're just talking about television, okay, I just named a bunch of films. Someone can say, Candace, they're films. People go further in films. People do things like what they do in Infomaniac and films. Okay, but what about the TV shows? I Googled, what are allegedly the sexiest TV shows in television? And you know what came up as number one? On the list called the best smutty TV to watch right now? Bridgerton. Interesting. I've never watched Bridgerton, but I know that there is nudity. I know there's a lot of goodies. 
for the hats that watch it. And so those are sexual goodies, are they not? Like, that's why people are there, right? Like, why people watch soap operas? They're there for the mess, for the drama, for the sexy. Oh, that's that's definitely right. Outlander, another show about a couple doing stuff. And I imagine they have scenes going on. So the point is, where is the dissertation? Where is the magnus opus on why the two lovers from Outlander should not have sex? Oh, Where's right? the paper about David Lynch making blue velvet and saying that, yes, Isabella Rossellini, you're going to get slapped and you're going to fucking enjoy it and you're going to ask for that slap. Where are the papers about healthy relationships? Were they not there? There were no discussions. I've read papers about David Lynch films, but you know what? I've never heard the question asked is why did they fuck? Never saw that. It's, it's Never saw it. It sucks when the people who are chanting and decrying for the sexual representation of your faves on screen are people who should be championing it. Like, I don't... I don't get the disconnect. Like, whose approval are you writing these kind of reviews for? Like, who are you expecting to see it? It's QueerCute.com. So are you expecting people not queer to read it to agree with you? But even if it's not about approval, my question is, where is the dissection, the vivisection of heterosexual sex nanigans? sex shenanigans of goings on. I don't see it. Like all manner of shows I can mention, whether you're dark comedy, regular comedy, drama, procedural, whatever, there are hets literally all over the place. No shit. Having sex for no reason at all right or for again. plenty of reasons, plenty of tension. And there's never some mass discussion. There's never some like, should they, should, should they have, should they have, right? It's just, I don't know. Like, will it be right? And so I just would like for other people out there who pose these fucking questions, like motherfucking Nick, why not ask yourself, what is it about about two women together that suddenly there's a list of questions we must ask. Suddenly we care about exploitation, do we? I don't know that we do. The patriarchy says otherwise, but suddenly, suddenly we care about exploitation. Suddenly we care about how women are being portrayed. Suddenly we care if we see a boob. We do? Suddenly we care about a shoulder because word on the streets is Euphoria doesn't care about showing a boob. Word on the streets is there's tons well. of fucking nudity in Euphoria. I don't watch it, but I'm not trying to hear the bullshit about suddenly people care about exploitation. It's so interesting that people magically care about the children when it's too queer versus when the mother's het smut. You pick and choose when you want to see the things that could be considered a version of what your taboo. How do I explain this to my, is that is that the lead-in question? Is that why we're creating additional red tape and buffering to other mm. forms of entertainment for those who are just looking to see a glimpse of themselves, to see a glimpse of a version of a happy ending for characters that they care about? <sighs> like, can women exist also? That. Just however the fuck they please? Without consequences that simply must, they must be applied by the patriarchy or else how can we go on if we don't get these women under control? Literally that. Literally that. <sighs> okay, so let's give these two women what they want, but now we got to make it a cautionary tale. Like, no! Like, what are these caveats that you have to subject your queers to? Okay, let's give them happiness, but now we got to bury one. Like, you know you don't have to do that, right? Like, unless you're trying to say that there's something wrong with what these two women are doing. Is that what you're trying to say, article writer? Like, are you trying to say that they're doing something wrong? Really, it's just about this fucking concept that keeps coming up for me. And I'm sure many people who are just observant about living in this motherfucking patriarchy mm -hmm. and what the fuck you got to deal with when it comes to media is this constant fucking dichotomy, this dance of bullshit yes. where queer women are incredibly, incredibly undersexed. Incredibly undersexed. 
Think about that fucking book. I feel like we were talking about this before sometime a while ago by Richard Posner, that fucking book he wrote that was published in the early 90s entitled Sex and Reason. We're in there. He basically was like, lesbians. Lesbians only really exist because is there enough men around, number one. Number two, lesbians don't dress very well, naturally. Lesbians, like most women, don't have a sex drive. So how is it that two things can be true? That lesbians or queer women are undersexed, not sexy, not desirable, not really desiring others, but in the movies, in the movies... We have to deal with women's hypersexualization of bodies, hypersexualization of sex to the point where a bitch is apparently having an O when a right. dude rubs her arm three times. Setting up false expectations. Drew Barrymore looking at that word film we did in the 90s. I don't blame you, girl. I blame the director. But that type of concept where a guy's making out with you and it's been three seconds and you're already moaning and groaning like you're about to round third base, going all the way home. I was about to say, so what is the truth? What 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 is the truth? I just need to know. Well, the truth is we've got to let the men Stop dictating it because you can't, like when you look at like a Posner or a fucking, a Freud and the history of men deciding, I'm going to tell everyone else how best to express yourself. No, I don't belong in that subcategory. Intersection, I don't know what that is, but I'm still gonna instruct everybody on what to do, what is right, what is sexy, and furthermore, define these motherfucking identities. And of course, men, men, men. Men love sex. They're hyper sex. They're over sex. We must show all the sex. And of course, of course, if a man is involved, it has to happen. But women, women, you know, it's more about feelings. It's more about, you know, emotional connections. And because women don't really have that much desire. In fact, don't women run out of desire by the age of 25, Terrence? That's what I heard. And so because women have no desires, truly, they can just meet another woman and have a good conversation with her and be like, okay, that'll do. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the kind of shit he says. And this is the kind of shit that ultimately pisses me the fuck off. Because this concept and this weird, what I would like to call faux, a faux ethic, a faux moral, a posturing <sighs> of protection. Uh, like the exploitation. No, no, phrase. no. That's, it's exploitation it's a grift is right? what it is. It's a fucking grift. Like that show we were talking about, that fucking Netflix was telling us about sex life. Or that other show where it was like the guy kidnapped the woman, both on Netflix, where the guy kidnaps the woman to live with him and to make her fall in love with him. And then of course she does. And they have really provocative sex. And both of those things were streaming on Netflix. When we did a quick Google to see what were people saying, they were saying the shows were poorly written. They were saying this was fucking bad, but there weren't seven dissertations on how exploitative it was for Sarah Shahi or whatever other actor to be having sex. I just think it's interesting that... In a show like Killing Eight, where bitches have been talking about masturbation, literally Villanelle was role-playing with whole humans yes. by episode three. Yes. But you still gonna fix your face and fix your, your fingers to type. Do they really need to hook up, though? Is it exploitative, though, if they hook up? Were you concerned about Hugo's exploitation? Nick, are you concerned about Full Jafari in the trailer being exploited when it looks like Eve just wants to hop on and off because she shot somebody in the hand? I'm wondering, are they being exploited, Terrence? I feel like they only want to just say beware. And also, they seem to be very foreign to the series. It bothers me because it's like I'm writing because I need to write and I need people to click on this thing I'm writing. So I need to pick a popular enough subject matter that will get someone's attention. Otherwise, I'd be writing to the ether and no one's going to engage with me. So I mean, you, I feel like you're giving them like villain credit, which almost feels too good because I really feel like the majority of these writers are ignorant. They do believe what they believe. They believe what they say and write that I have this opinion and it is valid. And so let me tell these women, <laughs> let me tell these women what I think about villain Eve because they need to know. But do we need to know? Uh, I, 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 says. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no that we do not need to know 
I mean, I feel like we talked about this to some degree when it was relevant on Gentleman Jack Crack when we were in those episodes, but that was something that I certainly was going on about was while some people had critiques of the sex scenes in Gentleman Jack, I liked the way they were because I was like, ow. It feels pretty fucking gay. It feels pretty fucking queer. And you remember one of the things I absolutely loved, and it is so fucking small, but I know it was about the intimacy coordinator on that set and all the queer ladies that were giving their advices to Saran Jones and Sophie Rundle. They were doing stuff, and that was when they were in the, what was that? It wasn't a foyer. It was some room that they was chilling in one of Ann Walker's many fucking rooms (laughs) when she was about to... She was literally in the midst of joining the 11%. Uh-huh. So much so that she was like, I love you. Literally to Ann Lister. And I'm like, that's some gay. That, that literally has happened to a soul. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. In the throats. And of course, Mrs. Priestley comes in, bust that shit up. Don't knock. Right. right. <laughs> Did not. Is that, is that, is that, is that? And that was her heterosexual panic. Oh, Eliza. Don't do Eliza me. <laughs> but also her jealousy, if, if we get to tell it. But when they resume and, you know, to Ann Walker's credit, she's like, um, right, let's can we, get upstairs. Can we get back? Right. Can we right. return? Because you left a bitch unfinished. And when we go upstairs, it's such a little fucking shot, but it matters when I literally, sadly, sadly, I can think of all kinds of scenes in which I liked the properties, in which I liked what was going on. I liked the fucking actors, but you get to a part of the love scene and it's like, that fucking is inaccurate as fuck. That is just horrible. Why'd you do that? Why are her nails so long, bitch? Are we supposed to believe? That she was just knuckle deep because and we don't. She looks like she's Sindel. Like, you know, fucking, um, what's that bitch no! from Mortal Kombat? Hey, I didn't ask for this to turn to American no! Horror Story. Other people do, directors. And so little shit like that matters, of course, to the queer viewer. That if you're going to say these two women were just doing things with their hands and then one of them looks like they got Nicki Minaj nails. What one of them looks story? like they're scratching. Like, no, like. Uh, what? <laughs> One, two, Freddy's coming for <laughs> you. I ain't going to talk about Yes, Freddy Krueger. <sighs> I didn't even get to the part. But my point is, of that scene that I'm trying to hone in on, is when Ann Walker is about to cross to the other side. And you see that moment played out by both Saran and, and Sophie, Sophie. Which is why I'm sure, especially because they're actors, they take pride in their work and practice, that they rehearse that whole shit. And so the intimacy coordinator was like, ow, ow. Like when the girls, when the girls get to work, there's a moment where things join other things and things progress, phases go forward. And it would behoove you, potentially, to indicate that because it's not so much about what your arms or your hands or your legs are doing because that's almost inconsequential. Give us a general idea. The hand is over here. We get it. And it's about how they play it. And it's literally the moment Anne Lister's hand joins the party mm-hmm. and the moment that the other Anne is like, I'm at the party. They both have recognition. And Lister has like a, I would call it a jaunty, like, <laughs> like well, you know, if you if you enjoy having the sex, you might smile, right? Like, you, know, you might, you right? might smile when you finally get to where you're trying to go. Like, and if uh-oh. you're, right, if you're the other woman, you might be like, oh, ooh, right. Oh, I believe I, that I am near the queer. <laughs> oh, the queer is near. I'm near queer, sir. I'm just the way we haven't used the phrase near queer <laughs> for months. Woo! I applaud you for bringing mm. it out. It only really takes me talking about Gentleman Jack for two seconds for that to happen, and I appreciate that. Oh, but mm-mm. you know, like I, I was so thrilled by that because it was so basic, it was so small, but it was so relevant for the simple fact that I have seen a lot of films, as you well know. We're going all the way back 
to the silent film era all the way till here. We are crossing country to country to country, language to language. Candace has a lot of films in her annals, especially all the queer ones I can fucking find from across the globe. And I will tell you, there's a lot of fucking ways to shoot a fucking love scene between two women. And it is rare that someone bothers to actually portray the nuance of what that could be. And, you know, in the case of Gentleman Jack, wouldn't you say that it applies to the characterizations? It applies to what's happening there? It looked like the two of them were having <laughs> a gay old Two time. They hearts. were having a good Two time. Two that beat as one. No, but it's... But is, why is it so rare that two queers, a two queers, can look like they're having a good, a good time, time, right? When they're making love, like what's why is that? But also not even just that for women. That it's not just like a soft caress on your cheek, and there's my O. <laughs> <laughs> I cuddled you from behind, and there's my O. It's over. Like. We already know that queer sex takes longer, um, generally, than heterosexual sex, unless you are intending for a quickie. But even then, I'm still going to say the long, like the attachment, like it's someone knocking on the bathroom door. As we talked about the bathroom in the Starbucks, <laughs> someone knocks. I've been in this situation. You've been in this situation where someone's like, hello, hello, hello. It's been 20 minutes. I really got to pee. Well, I mean, like we just saw a commercial. It was, pride. For... it was pride. I can't be blamed. There was a Trojan commercial where a car is getting towed and it's, you know, two people in the back and the, the windows is fogging up and the car is getting towed. Like it's going to the pal. Oh, and when... I was like no that's more Wait, of a was that a queer commercial john no, it was trojan absolutely and i was like yeah it looks like everybody's going to pound town like we're all going <laughs> to town all at once let's do it you know what this incline is actually working for me because right. i was trying to keep myself steady no, on, the, on the uh on what no, is that's, that the, the no seat? those are queer shenanigans no because yes. absolutely the head couple is like the police a tow truck let's stop because we're actually done and this is not that hard for us to stop let's let's stop this car from getting towed the quiz on the other hand like, notice oh. <laughs> the tow are sadly or perhaps not sadly mid jaunt mid process of oh and there's nothing stopping that yeah. there's nothing mm -hmm. like oh babe the car's getting towed well well yep well mm -hmm. oh babe people are looking fucking who gives a shit I mean, at this point, keep doing what right. you're doing great <laughs> it's obnoxious but that's what good sex forces you to become like obnoxious rude inconsiderate of other people's feelings because you're about your body. <laughs> <laughs> my point is my point is, is why i mentioned bounds and other things is that while of course there's always a time and a place for sweet and softness and there was there was it shows like gentleman jack there's also a time and place for just Right. Uh, Eliza's gone. I need to stop at my sound effects. We were like, doing ping, ping. we were doing things. Eliza's gone. Eliza's gone. We need to we, we need, need to, to resume go back. Those yeah. Things. Let's let's um Oh my god, no, this is we can't do this. And surely this is a sign that we really need to put that episode out uh, for Gentleman Jack. But I'm but just like the uh, way those hoes had the the Gruba, they had sex in a carriage. And I just said, yo, if Alyssa wrote down that she was having quickies, which I guess weren't that quick because carriage rides are long. But the concept right. of an Uber carriage, which we called the Gruber, the gr because yep. it was for grubbles. Yep. Where is it in my media now? Why haven't I seen some Victorian hell with another bitch getting her groove back? Questions that need answers. In a carriage. Vigorously. Vigorously, because that's what lust does. Lust doesn't always say, hold me closer, tiny dancer. It says... You know what? I have made so many vulgar euphemisms. I'm gonna just keep that inside. Oh, but it okay. was it was intense. It's the lateness of the hour. My jokes have gotten more vulgar. I keep seeing it's a movie, and I don't even know because I can't reference it. But it's just there's slapping happening in the movie, but it's like comedic sexual slapping. And so this is what I keep wanting to act out on the mic. But I'm like, ah, Candace, no one will know the reference, and then you'll just be here being more ridiculous than you already are. So resist the urge, Candace. Resist. Do you have something on the tip of your tongue? It was there, and not gonna contribute it only because it's just me singing and I don't need to be doing that. 
But I was. Yeah. Oh, what were you singing? No, People it, used to the song, it. right? But this song was more for like the heads who were against queer mainstream uh, uh, coupling in media because when they're watching it, they're gonna be like, "Heaven help me for the way I am, save me from these evil deeds before I get them done." Because they're not as heads as they think they are. Are you singing Fiona Apple? I am. Now, what's interesting about that, actually, <laughs> since you decided to bring up Fiona Apple, is that if I flash back to my jaunty days as a teenager angstily playing my Fiona Apple songs from the music book at the piano I can remember you know singing a song that wasn't really relevant to me at the time because I was never pining over a dude like that but the lyrics because Fiona is a fucking poet they hit and they're perfect for Eve and you were literally just singing some I've been a bad bad girl uh-huh uh-huh I've been careless with a delicate man. Fojafari. Fojafari. And it's a sad, sad world. When a girl will break a boy just because she can. (laughs) Don't you tell me tonight. I've done wrong and I want to suffer for my sin. Oh, poor Eve. That's 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 villain Oh, okay. You know Eve don't want to suffer for no damn sins. Villanelle <laughs> wants to suffer. She does. And is yeah. suffering for her sins right now. In Literally. Cloister. In a right. cloister? In a cloister? Oh, that is Villanelle. I come to you because I need guidance to be true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just don't know where I can begin. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All I need. No. No, Candace. No. No. Whew. No. I mm. won't. I won't. But Terrence knows. I have seen Fiona Apple live a number of times. I have. I will confess. It's a miracle that I've not sung more of her songs, but I think it's just like what happens in the waves and the vibes of Lannis, especially with these angsty hoes and things like that. And Gentleman Jack, they come in more handy, more readily. But when I be feeling like that old, what is that, high school emo, that Candace, that was melodramatic when it came to everything, that's that's Fiona Apple right there. I still have my music books, actually, that I got at this point a lot of years ago. Well, she had a, that bitch could write a piano melody. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Anyway, that was, that's, that just occurred to me that Eve is like a Fiona Apple lyric. And I'm sure if we, we ponder a little bit more, we can find more lyrics that Fiona Apple has written that definitely evoke Eve, but without a doubt, Criminal. Criminal is the yeah, title yeah. of that song. And is it not apropos oh, for the life is. of crime that Eve is living? So is that another song? I think it is that we are adding to the series full playlist on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Criminal by Fiona Apple. And it works. It just seems really weird and, you know, side-eye worthy to me that this is the patriarchy and so many people give so few fucks about actually protecting non-men in any real way, media-wise or otherwise, but suddenly, when it comes to giving the queers what they want, oh, suddenly we care. Oh, is it exploitive? Oh, what does it all mean? Well, do they really need to sleep together? I'm sick of the shit when literally all you gotta do is blow in a het's face. And that's reason enough to have sex. No one fucking cares. And there's no way that you even question a four-season stretch of sexual tension, especially top-notch, top-tier sexual tension like what we got in Killing Eve and say, well, do they do they need to have sex, though? Do they? I mentioned last episode, people having sex with cars. But, oh, you know, right. the girl two got women married fucking to a train going station. too right. far. She's bad. Married a, an amusement park. She's right. bad. She's bad. I'm going to take a deep breath. I feel like I'm going to return to this rant because this is something that is recurrent for me. It is something that I constantly see a lot of people say, sometimes women. Do we know what the difference between exploitation and sensuality is? And that intention behind the camera 
and intention with the script matters? Are we just going to pretend like every fucking movie is wild things? I mean, some people are just committed to misunderstanding. And once you have that... Blue is the warmest color? That was exploitative film for the actors. Well, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, well, Mr. Tish, because I done forgot your name, Mr. Tish. Nick! Uh, here's hoping that you're keeping that same energy across all media that you're reviewing that you don't see yourself in. Right that part because this felt targeted and pointed and like you were looking to hurt feelings Ooh. oh there's actually some comments on here and i see one of our listeners uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> i'm not even gonna read the comment but it is a healthy paragraph well well go ahead and scroll right. down you will see it is a healthy paragraph and i'm glad our listeners out here fighting a war with us. I like the very first sentence in the very first comment. If even Vellanel were two men or a man and a woman, you wouldn't be seeing it the same way. Exclamation point. Uh, yes, agreed. because that's basically no, no, like. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And maybe one day I'll give a jaunty TED talk on Church of Misandry or something about the history of cinema, queer characters in cinema, queer actors in cinema, and more importantly, the history of exploitation of the image, sexuality, implied or shown directly on screen of non-men and how that colors what people think today about what the fuck is sexy what the fuck is sensual what is good mm -hmm. what is normal what is right anyway i need to get off my fucking soapbox but nick may you never write another article about killing Eve. yeah this is this was something you know most times when people are off the mark i usually say to myself oh they're just trying to meet their word quota Whatever. But I don't I don't know. This was definitely pointed and the article said, Do we really need to kill Eve? And they gave us the answer. Apparently they think that Eve needs to die without mm. a no. And I don't know why you'd want any woman to leave this earth without an O if she's so desired one. It's not fair. It's bad enough living in the patriarchy. Well done. I will say well done to the listener, because I just finished the entire <laughs> comment. You probably know who you are, listener. Yes. Thank you for your passion. So at this point, I'm like, throw the whole dude and the queer queue away. And maybe there's something of value on the queer queue, but Candace hasn't found it. I see haterade. And to quote Mary J. Blige, don't need no hateration, holleration in this dancery. And the dancery is a church of misandry. Oh, right. Dancery right. is this fucking podcast, and I don't need right. no hateration or holleration. Thank you. So that is it. That wraps up this article by Nick from the Queer Q. Burn it with fire. Oh, well, then that's, that wraps up Revelations. <laughs> Why is they so curt? That wraps up Revelations. I'm sorry to, to end Revelations on such a limb newt. And quickly, you said. Yeah, only because, yeah. I'm <laughs> That's like, the end of Revelations. Yeah, I just got to, you know. Get, we blame Nick. I got to get the tissue. Old Saint out. Nick. Oh, delete that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bitchy Saint Nick. I take oh. it all back. I'm upset. No, I and I and I. You know what? Understand. That's why we have to abandon Revelations. We came in here <laughs> with happy vibes and good vibes, and then that stank fucking link at the bottom tanked them. And so it's only right that we move on to the next segment where we can get our happy feels back. Yep. And y'all already know this is the musing segment. Let's do it. Musings. <laughs> 